What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And welcome back to part two of our three-part series on knowing your worth. In the last episode, we talked about knowing your worth in the professional and business realm. And today is going to be all about knowing your worth when it comes to family and friends. We anchored this series in a quote. And if you remember, the quote went like this. When you learn how much you're worth, you'll stop giving people discounts. And today I am here to say that there is no such thing as a friends and family discount when it comes to knowing your worth. I know I said that, (laughs) and yet I acknowledge that it can be difficult when it comes to our relationships with our friends and family. In one sense, there truly is no more rewarding, fulfilling, loving, and beautiful connection than there is between a true dear friend and loving family. But these very same connections, when not healthy, can be our greatest sources of guilt, shame, insecurity. And if we're not careful, we could end up giving discounts to family and friends in a way that only harms us and devalues who we are. So today I'm going to discuss with you three ways to set boundaries. After all, boundaries is what this is all about. And how those three ways of setting boundaries with friends and family can help you step into your full worth. I'm also going to give you one way to overcome a common objection that may happen when you start setting boundaries and you experience some pushback. And then as always, we're going to end with a healing practice that you can start today, right now, no matter where you are, to start putting in those healthy boundaries in your life. As I said, it's all about boundaries, boundaries, and oh, did I say boundaries? As a way to really create healthy dynamics with friends and family. Well, really anything. Boundaries is the key to unlocking this life of ease. It is the key to accessing your inheritance. I like Nedra Glover to Webb's definition of boundaries, where she talks about how boundaries are really just expectations that make you feel safe and secure in relationships. When we think about that definition, it's easy to see how boundaries are essential for us to be able to truly enjoy connections that we will have with our friends and family. And also acknowledge that they're the same folks who are more likely to push on those boundaries when we set them. I know for myself, I have struggled with setting boundaries. It was always easy for me to set them in my professional life. And really early as a therapist, when I started my career in the prison system, I had to learn that boundaries were essential and really crucial for my physical survival, but more importantly, for my emotional survival. Prison is filled with people who do not respect boundaries. 
And I'm not just talking about the people who reside in prisons. I often had amazing, incredible experiences working with those who are incarcerated and still will tell people it was one of the the most rewarding job I've ever had. But prison is not a great place. And I was very young and naive and I had to learn real quick to have some boundaries in my professional life. But here's the thing. I realized quickly as I set the boundaries, they paid off. Once I set expectations about how I wanted to be treated, I felt safer. But more importantly, in some contexts, particularly when working with folks incarcerated, they felt safer too. Particularly when we're talking about people who are incarcerated. And I worked in a men's prison. These boundaries made my therapeutic relationship stronger. They were more fruitful. I got to watch and observe people blossom. All because I set boundaries. So when working one-on-one with folks and helping them with their mental health issues, I realized the more boundaried I was, the better they became. The more healing I was honored to witness, the more they set boundaries for themselves and began to transform. Boundaries are truly everything. And it really helps me in my professional life. Now in my personal life, not so much. (laughs) I really bought into the myth of the martyr and stay tuned for that episode because that's coming soon. I really thought I had to give of myself 100% in an unhealthy and extreme way. I misapplied that biblical phrase that people now use in, in just the modern day that there's more happiness in giving than receiving. That statement is absolutely true. Giving therapeutically and scientifically has been proven to make you feel better. It mitigates feelings of depression and anxiety. Generosity is a wonderful quality. However, killing yourself for others was not what that quote said. That wasn't the principle. And unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way that when I gave to depletion, when I gave everything. There was no happiness in giving and there certainly was not any receiving. Learning to really enjoy that principle and to be a generous person, I had to first learn that I needed to establish some boundaries. And it was not good in the beginning. I had such poor boundaries, particularly with friends. I was a friend you could call at any time of night. I was the person you could ask anything of and I would be there And I found myself resentful when that wasn't returned to me. I also found myself completely depleted and overwhelmed and anxious when the phone would ring or a text would happen. I kept thinking, okay, when's the next problem? I became a professional fixer in my friends' lives, which was super unhealthy and honestly and frankly condescending. In an unfair, self-righteous dynamic, 
where I would swoop in and fix a problem, right? I'd get all involved in my friends' lives and not allow them the freedom of space and autonomy to take care of themselves and establish their own boundaries so that this cycle wouldn't keep happening. I've also learned to set boundaries with my family. And it's not because I don't have an incredible family. I do. Honestly, I'm sad for you all that you didn't have Cheryl and Charles in your life. Those my parents. Because they're wonderful people. But all relationships need boundaries. And I had to learn to set them with friends and family. Because again... Boundaries are the key to unlocking our inheritance. And if you cannot set boundaries with your friends and family, that inheritance is always going to be beyond your reach. You're always going to be just this close to bringing in the joy and the love and the beauty that you deserve. So let's talk about how to do that. What are the types of boundaries we can establish with our friends and family? The first one is technology boundaries. I was probably the healthiest I've ever been emotionally when I lived overseas. I lived for a time in the UK and Italy. And because of the time difference, all of my friends and family were anywhere from six to nine hours behind me. It was there I learned the trick that has carried me through the rest of my life which is learning when to turn my phone off. Particularly when I went to bed, it became a necessity because in the beginning and sometimes even longer, people would forget the time difference and I would get texts and phone calls at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. in the morning with people thinking it was just early evening back there. It disrupted my sleep. It made me anxious thinking, oh my goodness, who's calling me? This is a problem. Something bad's happening. And I learned in order to have peace of mind to just turn off my phone when I went to bed to put it on do not disturb. It was amazing. (laughs) I would get up in the morning and answer all those texts. I would tell family and friends, oh, I was asleep. I'm getting back to you now. And I would tell people I'm working on getting my sleep. So I'm going to be on do not disturb because I'm no good to anyone if I am exhausted. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com bgb. Get 50% off 
at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross, where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. With Black stories, Black truths, you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Having technology boundaries really helps you from projecting the myth that you are free and available at all times. I know I would do that. I was again in full martyr mode, full condescending self-righteousness mode and saying, oh, contact me anytime. I'll pick up. It won't matter. And then when I was getting calls during meetings, getting calls during important conversations, (laughs) getting calls when I'm in a good mood and someone's telling me something that's going to bring me down, I realized I needed that boundary, that people could not assume that I was free at all hours waiting for them. And that meant that I had the responsibility to stop projecting that image. So putting boundaries on your technology lets folks know, I'm going to be slow in responding. I've got a busy day. Or I'm just learning to manage my phone usage so I can be healthier. As with all boundaries, it's really important to tell people up front. That way you can make things easier in the transition. The second boundary I want to talk to you about is material boundaries. That basically means what are you willing to give and share? This can be true when it comes to money and lending money, lending material things, clothing, books, all of those things. We're more likely to do that with family and friends than anyone else, right? We've all had people, and frankly, again, I will say, I have been the person that we've lent things to and never returned it or I've forgotten I had it. I've also, on the other side, lent things to people I've never seen returned. I've given money before that I've never seen come back. And my belief system has been never give money or a material item to anyone with the expectation you'll get it back. But by making that rule for myself, I had to know my worth and know what was I willing to part with and what I wasn't. If it's my favorite book, I'm a huge book nerd, 
I'm not going to give that to my friends and family because I want that book back. (laughs) Or if I give it, I need to know that it's never, I could be okay with it not coming back. And if I'm not, then why am I giving it? The same thing goes for money. If I am financially not well, I need to be aware, or even if I am stable, how much money can I afford to give and not care about getting it returned? So whatever it is, whether it's clothing, jewelry, uh, items in your home, a book, money, it's important to have boundaries around that. There are times where we need to be generous with our items and our money and our materials. There's no shame if we are supporting a member of our family because we absolutely need to. I've been a family member or a friend particularly who's needed financial help and support. So again, this isn't about shaming. Money gets exchanged between family and friends and that's okay. This is about setting healthy boundaries around the material items that you give to family and friends and knowing the amount of money you're going to give to family and friends. Again, what's our quote? When you learn how much you're worth, you'll stop giving people discounts. We cannot financially support people in our lives and expect to access our inheritance as black women. We just can't do it. And there are special circumstances and times where that may be the case and where we may step in and have to. But for the 90% of us and the 90% of these instances where we are monetarily giving people folks money and letting them come into our lives and take things and not return it, we need to set some boundaries around what we're willing to give and share, what we're willing to let go and release and move on and what we are holding on to because of the value. Having money conversations can be hard with family members, particularly if we've been supporting them in some aspect, but we really need to think about the dynamics of the relationship we're having. Are we paying the bill for someone because they truly cannot afford to pay it themselves and would be in bad shape without our contribution? And it's truly out of their control to change that? Or have we created a dynamic with someone where because we've always provided financial assistance, it's expected that we continue to? We need to learn. There's no friends and family discount when it comes to knowing your worth. The last area I want to talk to you about is around privacy. We all have friends and family who are curious and want to know everything about our lives. But let this statement free you. Not everyone's entitled to know everything about our lives. Here's the beauty about being a healthy adult and knowing your worth. You get to keep something secret. You get to keep something special just for you. You get to have these little moments of, ex- of knowledge and experience that isn't everyone's business, and that includes friends and family. And if you are someone who tells your business to everyone at all times, that's probably a trauma response. I know because I used to do it. And I would give people who frankly were basically in the clearance bin 
when it came to the stratosphere of the quality of friendship I was having. And then I would get hurt when they got weaponized against me, these disclosures, or when I felt that my vulnerability wasn't appropriately honored. Remember, it's okay to keep things just for you. You get to have a quiet and beautiful secret life inside of you where little moments and little joys get to be just yours. And so you get to choose who gets to know those parts of yourself and it's okay to keep some of those for yourself. So those are the three types of boundaries you can utilize when establishing your worth with family and friends. Whether it's material, whether it's technology, and whether it's privacy boundaries. Now, as to overcoming an objection, let's say you set a boundary, your family are more likely to push back on you, and they can say things like, I'm so disappointed in you, or I'm so upset, or what happened? What's going on with you? If someone says that to you, we want to remember what we're doing it for, why we're setting these boundaries, and we want to unlock that inheritance, not just for ourselves, but for all black women, for our community. And setting boundaries allows us to do that. So it's okay when someone says that to you to respond back. I know you're disappointed, upset, etc. But I would be disappointed, upset, insert the word, with myself if I didn't set these boundaries. That this is all a part of my healing and all a part of us having the healthiest relationship we can have. That I know I can have a life that is not filled with struggle. I can opt out of the struggle and I can opt into joy. And I want that in our relationship. And I want that in our dynamic. Sure, they may look at you sideways and be like, what is going on? But they will see the difference and it will make the relationship better in the end. So for today's healing practice, I want you to think about ways to set boundaries with your family and friends. Pick one of the three categories we talked about today, privacy, material, and technology, and use one of those three categories to pick one small boundary you can establish with a friend or family. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can find this podcast across all the major platforms. Like, subscribe so you can find out when each episode drops. Leave a review if you feel inclined to and share this with any black women you know that may be experiencing burnout and could benefit from what we discuss here. As always, until we talk next, take care of yourself and take care of each other.